the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number eight. Eight, Tyler. Craziness. Eight episodes, Noah. Of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Noah Cross, here with my best friend, Tyler Bard, as we look to talk all things AEW, all things all elite. And last night, we hope you caught it. If you did not catch it and you're listening to this or watching this, please turn it off if you don't want spoilers. Spoilers incoming. Major spoiler alert of AEW All Out, which took place last night in... We'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two... One, you snooze, you lose. There we snooze go. You lose because incoming, <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. There's a lot to talk about, so let's hit the ground running here with the buy-in. There were two matches on the buy uh, on the buy-in show, which is the pre-show to all of AEW's pay-per-views. The buy-in yeah. match that led off the evening was Joey Janela versus Serpentico. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, they hit the ground running when Joey tossed uh, Serpentico into the barricades multiple times outside of the ring. Joey went for a big moonsault found they were back into the ring and missed and ultimately was able to knock your pentacle down again and hit an elbow drop for the w as you can see there joey came out with sunny kiss and sir pentacle was out there with luther overall this was a good match it was pretty quick uh, i mean it was the first match of the night on the pre-show so i guess they didn't have too much time in that one hour slot to get all that done but tyler what do you think of this bout here it was good and 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 with serpentico having his his creepy friend luther at ringside um it added this element of like people who only watch um dynamite were like whoa who in the world is that mm. um and people had a little taste of joey um and sunny kiss on this week's episode of um of dynamite so it was good that we got to see them and serpentico was of course the fake facade for sammy guevara when he rejoined um the Chris Jericho faction. So it was very nice to see uh, these guys who usually only appear on Dark getting some time on the main roster here. Absolutely. Next up was a tag team match that I'm pretty sure was not announced prior to the buy-in in the likes of three and four of the Dark Order versus Private party this was another uh, good match it started out with yeah. a few headlocks and holds in the center of the ring i describe this as a fun match in our note here notes here and it was uh, many hard-hitting moves uh the dark order did a stunner into a german suplex into a roll-up combination uh on mark of the private party and mark was able to kick out at two that i would say was one, of, one of the high spots of the match so if you're watching this show um or so to say if you watch the show you would know that that's a high spot if you haven't you want to listen anyway make sure you go watch that it was a really good match i, I definitely recommend it private party was able to win with their classic hurricane rana into a cutter finishing move also which is, beautiful oh yeah always gorgeous to watch uh those guys are great they're a lot of fun, and their name's Private Party for a reason, because every time they're in the ring, it's a party. Uh, you enjoy it. We enjoy it. Great match there. So that was literally all that they had on the buy-in. It was nice to see that they moved the Britt Baker match to the main card, uh, which we'll get into that. that. Yeah, we'll get into it. And, in the, and also, we thought that the Battle Royale was going to be on the pre-show as well, so it's good to see they move that to, to the main show. So uh, very happy with the decisions that they made. Uh, to continue with that trend of keeping the bigger matches on the main card. So, with that being said, let's dive into the main show for AEW All Out, which took place yesterday, Saturday, uh, the 5th of September, 2020. Kicking off the night uh, is the beautiful, amazing, smart, talented Dr. Britt Baker versus Big Swole. 
<laughs> versus Big Swole here. Uh, and as you know, the last episode we took picks. So Joe, myself, and Tyler took picks on who we thought would win each match. We're gonna at the end of each match when we're talking about it, we'll update you on the score, and then we'll go over the overall score at the end to see who won the night. No spoilers, Tyler. So all right. <laughs> with that being said kicking off the evening of AEW all out was Britt baker versus big swole uh, swole pulls up in a rolls royce and walks into what looks like a dentist's office there's a secretary at the front with a face mask on per covid and it's reebok come to find out which is pretty obvious it was her uh brit baker sneaks up on swole while swole's walking through and hits her in the back with a uh, her degree because uh, Britt baker's a doctor obviously and it was framed uh, in a glass Somehow. frame there <laughs> Uh, Baker takes off her face mask there, which is a plastic covering to protect her beautiful face, and is punching Big Swole with it. Uh, they spill outside of the building, and they're fighting on top of what looks like a golf cart. And when they get back inside, Baker grabs a needle, and it looks like she's going to try and stab Big Swole <laughs> with with this needle. Tyler, what went through your head when you saw that? Um, it felt like classic cartoon um like like just absolutely missed and stabbed yourself by accident so funny um that moment i love because i i wish it actually had a chance to play out more than they let it play out mm. um because you know novocaine being a numb numbing agent it would have been hilarious to just yeah. see brit just dragging her leg through the <laughs> dentist office um but they didn't let it go much further than that unfortunately no, they didn't go much further than that because Swole would then pin Baker down to uh, one of the chairs in there that you would see at a dentist's office that she would lay on and put a mask on her, which looked like to be contained laughing gas. And then all of a sudden, uh, Britt Baker just passes out. And yeah. uh, Big Swole gets the win, one, two, three, over her. Uh, I'll be honest, whenever you're looking at a pay-per-view or, or style of a show that you know is supposed to be big, it is booked as big, I, they usually start off with a match that is big. Like, you want to start hot and end hot. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what the thought process was in putting this match first. Well, Noah, the problem was they had a lot of backlash that this was supposed to be on the buy-in. This was supposed to be a pre-show match. Um, and people were really upset that Britt and, and Big Swole weren't getting a, a major slot in the show. So they, they caved in and they gave them this major slot and the, the match sucked. Um, and this, I can't really give it any credit. The match was just not good. Um, it felt very jobby and spotty and it just uh, having Reba involved made it that much worse. Um, I just really, really disliked this match. Mm. I mean, as a big Britt Baker supporter, it was tough to see that this match was sort of just meh. Again, I feel like it would have been better suited in a different spot in the card. Uh, yeah. As as the as the opening match again, you want to start hot and end hot. I feel like a better match here would have been the um, the, not, the, uh, the natural nightmares match, or actually, yeah, the Young Jurassic Express would probably been a good match to kick off with a, a hot tag team match and following the formula 100%. of like an NXT or something like that. But after this opening bout here, uh, in the lead were actually Tyler and Joe, who both chose Big Swole. And I chose Britt Baker as my heart pick because I love Britt Baker, and I will stick with Britt Baker no matter what. <laughs> so you can't be too upset there. Uh, overall, as we said, this match was sort of meh. Uh, if you were not going to watch a match in the show, I would say it's that one, unfortunately, even though I love Britt Baker and Big Swole. Yeah, skip about 10 minutes in. Yeah, so uh, next match was what I would say was 
should have been the opening match was the Young Bucks versus the Jurassic Express. And oh boy, was this a fantastic, fantastic yeah, wrestling very match. Fun. Very fun match. Uh, action kicked off very quickly. Jungle Boy looked great early, jumping all over and hitting uh, Big Hurricane Run on Matt Jackson out of the ring. Nick Jackson would gain the advantage on Jungle Boy and toss him over the barricade onto the concrete floor. As we all know, it's a pretty hard part of the arena there, so we got to watch out <laughs> for that. Uh, it was a quick pace match, and the Bucks looked to be getting angry um, every time Jungle Boy kicked out of the numerous super kicks they delivered. I mean, he was not staying down by any stretch of the means. The Young Bucks would ultimately end up winning with their BTE trigger on Jungle Boy. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of this very fun, quick pace bell here? Um, I, I really liked it because it actually kind of showed a different side of the Bucks. Um, they seemed very aggressive to this tag team that they have been such good friends with. Um, they have been working well with Jurassic Express. And even when, um, you know, Jungle Boy went to put out for a handshake, the Jackson brothers just smacked it away. Mm. Uh, so it was just a very different side of them, which was fun, though. I, I, don't, I don't like it when someone's always a face. I like it when they have their emotional moments. They were just thwarted by one of their supposed best friends. Um, so it's not shocking to see them be in a sour mood. Yeah, for sure. They were still recovering, I guess, or thinking about uh, their bouts or with Hangman Adam Page there, unsure about what they're where they're going. So they were pretty angry in this match. You know, they didn't want to. By the end, just absolutely took it to Jungle Boy, yeah. um, hitting them multiple with multiple finishers and a finish finishing it with the BTE trigger. Um, and ouch, 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 ouch. But you know what wasn't ouch? that uh, Tyler started off with an early lead. Uh, here we go. Already with this. All right. <laughs> yes, Tyler is correct because Tyler chose the Young Bucks for this match, and Joe and I chose Jurassic Express as we both love them so much. Uh, so maybe next time I'll have to think of more with my head and not my heart when it comes to choosing wrestling here. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, next up was a match that is really hard to predict which I'm impressed with uh, who won and who chose correctly, which we'll get there. If you remember from last week episode, good for you. Uh, so next up was the Casino Battle Royale. And as you see there, those are the rules. It starts with five men. Every three minutes, a new wave of five men enter. The lucky number 21 or the Joker card will enter last. And it is a Battle Royal style type of match, meaning the last person in the ring whose feet does not touch the floor after going over the top rope will be proclaimed the winner. So, with that being said, let's jump into this Casino Battle Royale as the first group was Jake Hager, Christopher Daniels of SCU, Trent of the Best Friends, The Blade, and Ray Fenix, which was awesome top five there. Uh, they started off kind of regular Battle Royale style of just punching and holding each other up against the ropes and that kind of thing. Nothing too exciting in the first batch. Batch number two had Frankie Kazarian of SCU, Will Hobbs, who is a massive human being, um, Chucky e. T of the best friends and Santana and Ortiz who came in at the same time. Talk about, talk about cheap, talk about cheap there. Uh, the blade, yes. The first to be eliminated was the blade, which I was a little surprised. We didn't we were able yeah. to see him and his tag team partner, uh, the butcher actually be able to be in there together. So that was kind of odd. Uh, Let's see here. Hobbs, I want to talk about this spot that they actually had in the middle of this match where Hobbs, Will Hobbs, caught Ray Phoenix on his shoulders, literally, literally like he was nothing. Like, I don't think words can describe how massive and strong Will Hobbs is. Because have you ever, like, pl played wrestling with a little kid, Tyler? 
Yeah, of course. And like, you know, like they go to jump on you and you just catch them, like just don't budge at all because they're a child. Or like you're throwing right. like a like a blanket or a pillow in the air and you catch it like when you were a kid and you just Yeah, you know, that's like, definitely a good comparison. That's what it looked like. Like it straight up looked like Hobbs just was throw like playing with his little brother and just caught him on his shoulders and was like, Oh hey buddy. Like he did not budge at all. Like that's how big of a human being Hobbs is. <laughs> uh, the the third batch there contained Billy Gunn, which was a surprise there, which was nice to see. Uh, Pencil Penta El Zero, uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and my pick Darby Allen. Uh, so it was good to see there. And Darby Allen came in and immediately eliminated Ray Fenix, which was kind of surprising to be honest. No, I like that. I think that's going to set up a good rivalry. That, oh, that would be a great bout, Ray Fenix and Darby Allen. I'd take that all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I love it. Uh, Chucky e. T and Trent are now in the ring together, and they get to be the best friends they are, and they hug, and you get that whole Okada-style camera zoom out. <laughs> and everyone popped. And, oh, we should have added before, this was actually one of the first shows that AEW had with fans in the audience. Uh, they did, obviously, they were only at, like, a third capacity, even less. Uh, everyone was spread out. Everyone wore masks and that kind of thing. So it was cool to hear some genuine fan reactions when Chucky yeah. T and, and uh, Trent were able to hug like the best friends that they are. But immediately after that, Chucky would get tossed over the rope, leaving his uh, best friend Trent very sad. Uh, batch number four had Sean Spears, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, Tyler's pick, Sonny Kiss, and Joe's pick, Lance Archer, which was very cool to see uh, so many of our picks come out. In a shocking turn, Sonny Kiss eliminates Jake Hager. That was awesome. I mean, yeah, that was very excited about that. Freaking crazy. I don't think anyone expected that elimination. Like, I expected Sonny Kiss to come in and kick some ass because he's done it before. Um, kick some ass with his ass. Um, but, yeah, to eliminate Hager? Oh, boy, that is, yeah. to me, that's a push and a half. Yeah. Would you say that was your favorite part? Uh, it was one of my favorite parts because I think it sets up a great storyline. You know yeah. what my favorite part is. It's coming up because it's hilarious, and I laughed my butt off. Oh, Lord. Oh, if anyone who's listening has a favorite part, please tell us. We'd love to hear what you enjoyed about all the entire night's worth of matches here. But uh, next up, oh, there's all right, Kyle Torres there. He said his favorite part was in the match when Brian Cage came in and immediately tossed Billy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, all right, look, there's Billy. Okay. Very good. All right. Good talk, everybody. Yeah, that was good Billy. there. Thanks for coming. Thanks for throwing on your tights for that yeah so after the first four batches of five we had our uh joker card participant come out and it was surprise debut of matt seidel uh, yes ak evan Bourne from the wwe if anyone uh knows him from back in the day one of the best rkos of all time uh, oh yeah shooting star press he does ak airborne as he comes out to the ring climbs to the top rope and goes to hit <laughs> airborne uh, whatever he calls it now, and he slips on the top rope and tumbles down to the <laughs> mat. Oh my gosh! It was uh, like, oh, oh, it couldn't get. It doesn't get much richer than that. Oh yeah. man! And that just started an absolute tumble of things going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he comes then, out in that position, and then all of a sudden, as he's lying there in a messed, a messy heap, he uh, suddenly a bunch of fireworks start going off. Now what? Yeah, you just heard a bunch of random popping, and Jim Ross on the commentary team even said, like, oh, like it's like the 4th of July in here or something along those lines. Oh, uh, he goes, well, you know, we hear fireworks. Good thing oh, okay. it's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. no, Jim Ross, it is Labor Day weekend. <laughs> but good effort. Good effort. I, I appreciate you trying to cover your tracks, but no. No, sir. Um, and at, after that point, man, ooh. 
But yeah, it got ugly after that point because Brian Cage would actually pull out a, a body bag, it looked like, and it was filled with thumbtacks. Normally, we just see someone spread them out over the ring and powerbomb someone into them or scoop slam someone into them. But Brian Cage decided to place Darby Allen inside of the body bag, which was filled with thumbtacks, pick up the body bag, and then throw the body bag over the top rope with Darby Allen inside of it. I just... Mm-mm. I gotta know how your Darby Allen is just like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. That's cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so Brian Cage would then turn around and check the hell out of Will Hobbs, uh, sending him flying across the ring. And when he did that, Eddie Kingston had a look on his face of like, you know what? I'm going to stay here in this corner and not bother <laughs> either of you. It was really funny. Uh, if you if you watch, this is a good match to watch. I would definitely recommend watching the Battle Royal if you're not going to watch anything else. Um, and then Archer and Cage go face to face in the middle of the ring, which looks like it's going to be a big bout of two big dudes. And then Archer eliminates Brian Cage, leaving our final three as uh, uh, Archer, uh, Kingston, and Matt Seidel here, which is cool. Seidel would quickly get eliminated, and then Archer would eliminate Kingston to win the Battle Royale. Leaving. Joe was able to predict this, which is crazy considering this was the only match that, I mean, there were so many unknowns and Joe was able to just hop in and be like, what's up? I said, was it crazy? I think it's crazy. Yes, Tyler, because neither you or I chose the winner in a match with 21 participants. I remember saying last week that that was the easy pick. And the only reason I'm not picking them is because you picked them. So uh, with that being said, Joe, can you please pop on for a second? I want you to defend your honor here because this is an impressive pick. Joe, congratulations. I mean, here's here's what I'm saying, though. There were 21 people in this match, and only one person will win. And I was solid in my Darby Allen pick. If you're watching, please tell us who you thought might might win this match. But, Joe, please defend your pick here because I'm giving you mad props. Well, here's the thing. I only knew about 12 of the guys that were even in the match. But here's what I do know. I do know that a, that a crafty guy like Archer's going to go out there. He just seemed like the guy that was going to win. You called it the easy pick, Tyler. And, and, and here's the problem with the easy pick. It's easy for a reason, right? That might be the obvious guy, but you got to factor in all these other champions, right? Seidel pops in, making his AEW debut. Got to love that. But yeah, still, until, Tyler, until he busted his ass. Still, <laughs> despite all the wild card factors, I was brave enough mm. to stick with Archer. Mm. Paid off in the end. <laughs> brave enough. This guy. This guy. Noah, stop snapping, or I'm going to ruin the end of this. <laughs> So, Joe, thank you very much for coming on defending your pick there. We'll call you back on at the end when we go over the end results. You're the best. Thank you, sir. Archer! (laughs) So, leaving that, the standings for the evening, where Joe actually chose Archer for that match, as you just saw, which ties him with Tyler. Uh, So, Tyler is up two, Joe is up two, and I am still zero. I am still zero on the board for picks of All Out that evening. Next up was a match that we were all very excited for as we all had uh, our choice of Matt Hardy here. But, uh, hey, something crazy happened here. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a Broken Rules match. And the match started off at the Jaguar Stadium. And uh, you see Matt there. You're kind of like, where's Sammy? We're going to start this thing off. And then all of a sudden, you see Sammy on a golf cart who's trying to run Matt Hardy over per uh, a spot that happened a few weeks ago where Sammy almost got ran over. So it's funny to... uh, to yeah, see that. Callback. yeah, it was a good callback. I enjoyed it. But 
uh, we go to a spot where Hardy is uh, drilled, Israel Sammy with the DDT onto a table, oh, like a stadium style table. And then they climbed up this lift, as you see here on your screen. Uh, and I will say, if you want to go watch this spot, you'll probably hear no. all about it. Uh, you could watch it, but viewer discretion is definitely advised. It was very ugly. As Sammy goes to spear Matt off of a lift, and they miss the table, and Matt Hardy's head legitimately, this is not, uh, this is not kayfabe, folks. This is real life. Matt Hardy's head hit the concrete floor, and it, he concussed him, and Matt Hardy was actually unconscious. Like, Matt Hardy yeah, he might as well have looked like that, Joe. He, luckily, he didn't bleed at all, but holy yes. cow. Um, oh. ref, referee Aubrey was actually the referee of this match, and she went over to Matt Hardy as he was laying conscious, uh, unconscious on the floor, and she said, she put up the X and said, you know, uh, the match should not continue as Matt Hardy is literally knocked out. And it was clear that he was uh, suffering from those effects of having that big head injury, as he just got he just got over another head injury a few weeks ago when he had yeah, that, no, chair, that that chair shot. So uh, he's going to be shelved for a long time after. That. Yeah, it was not fun to see, and honestly, it was scary. It was scary to see because you don't want to see anybody in that predicament, especially when they're trying to. No one can attest to it. I was literally like hiding behind the wall because I thought yeah. he had died. I thought not... he was like the way he was stumbling around. He looked like a baby deer that had been shot in the leg. Yeah, and, and he, was, okay. yes, he couldn't get his balance back, and it was just very scary. This shot here that you see on your screen is actually a AW doctor and referee Aubrey holding Matt Hardy down, just kind of like, dude, just chill, like the match is over. Because Matt, when he came to again and realized, you know, where he was for a second, he tried to continue the match. He started yelling, like, delete or give me Sammy and that kind of thing. And honestly, we thought it was over. So until a few minutes after this, a few moments after this, I should dude, say. It was over. They went to commercial. Yes, well, they they played like a package, but then they came back, and uh, the match continued. And yeah. Matt Hardy uh, and Sammy took off. They climbed a rafter, and uh, Hardy would just kind of punch Sammy Guevara, who fell down, and um, uh, what you call it, went through the stage there. And referee Aubrey counted to ten, thus counting out Sammy Guevara, giving Matt the win. Um, this match again, it was scary. If you watch, yeah, this, no. please just. I'm not even rating it. I can't. I can't rate it no. because I feel so bad for Matt. He's still. He's. I'm pretty sure he's still in the hospital right now. Yeah, um, as uh, one of our viewers here, Kyle mentioned, and we actually saw before, it, Matt Hardy is in there. Tony said the same thing. Too yeah. On the post show. Yes, he was sent to the hospital last night. Uh, we haven't heard anything since then. We hope Matt's doing okay. Obviously, you don't want to see anybody get injured, especially when it comes to a head injury like this. So, uh, Matt, we hope you're doing all right. We hope to see you back in the ring. Uh, you know, once you're healthy again, to be able to get back to that Sammy. Guevara here because this match was scary and in all honesty it was kind of sad because it looked like it could have been a great match with this broken rules format um, but they weren't able to really get it off the ground because that happened very early on within the first seven minutes uh, where Matt hurt himself like that uh, this would put the scoring we all chose Matt so it didn't really matter it was a wash so the scoring is three for Tyler three for Joe and one for myself hey you're on the board Hey, hey, thanks. thanks. <laughs> uh, next up, we will get back to some women's action where we had Thunder Rosa challenging Heroku Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. The beginning of the match, uh, they stood face to face in the middle of the ring and then began exchanging a combination of lefts and rights. The match was pretty even until Sheeta hit a tilt-a-roll backbreaker on Rosa and took control. The match spilled out of the ring, as many of them do, and Rosa gains control with a big boot. Uh, the match ended up back in the ring where Rosa kept control and she hit a Death Valley driver on the apron. 
part, oh, part of the ring. Thank you. I mean, I just, I don't know how that was you even don't have survival. To me, man, I, 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 anytime it's said, I'm going to, don't you worry. <laughs> you know, I've already got it like in the chamber ready to fire. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, she hit that Death Valley driver on the apron there, spills in. Uh, Sheeta was able to. Ring. Yes, she was able to kick out there, and then Sheeta hit her finishing move after a big comeback to retain her AEW Women's Championship. I would say that this was one of the better women's matches of the last uh, few weeks here, Tyler. Finally, man, they they put on a good match, and even still, it was a little cheese. There were a few moments that were like uh, it almost looked like um, Thunder Rosa was kind of annoyed with Karushita. Like, Thunder Rosa was the legend and the more experienced person, and Sheeta was not agreeing with her or something like that um, on how the match was going to move forward. But ultimately, they did a good job. Yeah, for sure. They did a great job. I enjoyed watching it, and I would say the right woman won. And they were like, so Hiroku Shida kept her aid in the championship. Sorry. Thank you for the correction there. Um Let's see here. Joe had Thunder Rosa, so he took the L on that match, and myself and Tyler both had uh, Shida. So Tyler will go up to four points ahead of the pack here. Joe will remain. Joe will remain at three, and I am on the board with two, as I also chose uh, Shida here. Right after this match was a very funny <laughs> backstage segment where we saw Kip Saban with Melope Ford, and Kip Saban was promoting his ch- uh, Twitch channel, and he put up a sign there just saying, you know, join us on Twitch after the show and so-and-so. And the funniest part of it was a message pop up at the bottom of the screen, a banner simply saying, AEW approves this message, and saying AEW supports their talents having private <laughs> channels such as Twitch and YouTube and things like that. If you've heard uh, a amongst the wrestling news going on the wwe actually banned their their superstars from having private channels such as twitches such as um things that would make them money cameo YouTube, cameo that kind of thing instagram it's funny to see aew you know tony khan cody having these little jabs at the wwe I mean, they didn't really, they didn't really say anything. Like this is some cheesy. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. This is some oh. cheesy little like high school level stuff, but it's funny because oh, it's, it's serious. It, it is serious. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, the point they're trying to make is that you know, like, cool. Like, who cares? Uh, you know, let them be them. At the end of the day, Tony Khan is is saying, you know, I'm still a billionaire, so it's not going to change because Kip Saban has a Twitch channel. Yeah, and makes, you know, 20000 extra a year. It's not going to affect him. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, that was just a little segment there. <laughs> if you get a minute to go watch that segment, it was literally less than a minute long. Uh, it'll make you laugh. It made us laugh, so it was enjoyable to see that. It was well done. Yes. Uh, back to the action here. We had a jam-packed match with the Dark Order versus oh. the Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona. Oh, boy, did I enjoy yeah. the hell out of this match. Can I say, too, before you get too far into it, yeah. this is my favorite match of the night. Is it? Okay. I, I, I don't absolutely know. super enjoyed this match because I felt like it was the cleanest. Everything was so well put together, um, mm. and there were no massive, like, holes in the match. Everything was just well done. Um, so I, And I, I love AEW's tag team division, and I think they did a good job both with execution of the match and the storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Take us through this one, Tyler. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, QT Marshall and Evil Uno were the ones who started off the match as the legal men. The match started off hot, as these eight-man tags always do. Um, Matt Cardona had a match to remember, 
Um, and it was pretty exciting. I, I, I hope he becomes one of the big stars because as we've seen, Macaroni can carry himself. In his tenure with WWE, he was incredible. He just never got the push he deserved. And I think he's going to be one of the big stars over here. Um, but and when the match started, I said, where the hell is Anna Jay? Brandy's ringside, so why isn't Anna Jay out here? Funnily enough, here comes Anna Jay, and she comes out to try and slap Scorpio Sky. But Brandy took it to Anna Jay, and they eventually had to be separated at ringside by their respective tag team. So that was, that was a cool moment. Um, Sky hit a huge TK, uh, TKP on Allen Angels. Then Sky tagged in Cardona. Cartona ended up going off again, hitting Radio Silence, otherwise known as the Rough Rider, and then dove out of the ring onto the other Dark Order members. Cardona kicked out of a big combination of moves, ending with a five-star frog splash, and that set up for Brody Lee to tag in, toss Cardona towards Dustin so he can fight just Dustin. So it would have been the two legal men in the road were Cardona and Brody, but Dustin's in the corner chirping, so he's like, all right, you want to fight me? Tag in then. So he threw him over. He does. Uh, he hits a monster Larry on Dustin, and Lee tags in Colt Cabana. Um, and he would. I, I disagree with something you wrote here. You said he, uh, he he tagged him in so that he could hit a moonsault and miss. No, no, he tagged him in so he could get the pinfall. The pinfall mm -hmm. would have mm -hmm. been a one, two, three. Colt Cabana was stupid and climbed up to the top rope to hit a moonsault. Actually, wasn't it a frog splash? Or was it a moonsault? I don't remember. It was a moonsault. The frog was before. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he goes to hit a moonsault, misses, gets hit with a roll-up. Everyone else is tied up outside the ring, and the Dark Order falls to mm. the mixed match of Cardona, um, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Yes. Uh, so in this uh, match here, Tyler, remember, did someone say that the, the roll-up victory would, uh, would uh, take place? Did, did someone say that? Yeah, did but someone... you didn't say it this way around. You said the other way around. Fair, fair. But I'm going to stick with the roll-up victory uh, being being my call. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, so with that being said, this match was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, Joe, see, Joe and I had the game of the Natural Nightmares, and Tyler chose Dark Order, which actually ties Joe with Tyler. So Tyler has four points, Joe has four points, and I'm on the board still with three trailing behind. And uh, you'll see a theme here with my score the entire evening. Uh, I don't have this here, but I just want to say just after this match, Dustin Rhodes delivered a, delivered a promo backstage because uh, he was told he would be actually getting a TNT championship match against Mr. Brody Lee because they were able to get the W over the Dark Order. Uh, Dustin Rhodes got very emotional backstage saying he hasn't been had a chance at gold in a very long time. And he cut a promo that I would say was quote unquote Rhodes like uh, it was clear who his father was is, is clear who his brother Cody is. Uh, so it was awesome to see Dustin with that much emotion. If you have a minute to go watch his promo, do it because it hyped me up a lot. You can ask Tyler. You know, he saw how hyped I was getting. I was telling him all about it. So uh, Tyler, are you excited for dynamite where we get to see Dustin take on Brody Lee. Oh, of course. Yeah. That that's going to be so much fun. What I loved was his during his promo, he was just like, and Cody's going to come back and win that title. And then it's, Oh, well, Tony Khan is telling me that you are next up. He's like, I am going to win that title. I was like, <laughs> Oh wow. Funny, funny how it changes when the title is now being put in your hands. Mm. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty fun match overall. Excited to see Dustin. Um, but, you know, as much as I did love this match, it wasn't the one on my mind. It was the one we were approaching that I was really starting to get ready for. 
Yes, absolutely. And that is another tag team bout in the likes of Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. This match would start off actually beforehand where Hangman Adam Page said to Omega, listen, trust me, we're going to stick together. As you know, there were there were some rumblings between Hangman Adam Page and the Elite, and Omega was questioning where Page's lineage was. So Page said, listen, I got you, homie. We got this. Let's do it. Uh, Omega had a lot of his classic moveset after a quick hot tag from uh, Hangman Adam Page, and it looked like they were going to work together. It looked like they were actually going to pull through it. And I remember Tyler even said to me, like, yeah, I think they're going to do this. Like, you know, it looks like they're not going to bout. They're not going to beef. They're going to just put their differences aside or put the past aside and try and retain the championships. And that was all going very well until Kenny Omega accidentally hit Hangman Adam Page with a V-trigger. And that would give FTR uh, the win after a back and forth bout. They were able to get uh, the best of them and take those tap championships away from yeah uh, you know the match was all right but they were far really this was his match of the night this was kyle's match of the night i i I can't agree with you i get it was fun but at this point in the night um they were already just about to reach 11 o'clock and there were like 25 near falls and i i love near falls i like i like matches that make me think it could end more than once but not 25 times can we please uh have a more decisive win than a match that just constantly goes back and forth for like how, how long did this go 30 minutes i yeah, was starting like to that. fall asleep on the couch i was like all right boys you're not that entertaining i will uh, say I, I do have to i have to disagree though tyler I, I did i do think this is one of the matches of the night uh simply because of the fact that we got to see ftr tear it up again in the ring with a tag team now this wasn't this isn't the best of what ftr can do uh, i think we are more focused on the relationship between kenny and hangman like after the match, we didn't really get to see uh, FTR, I guess, celebrate too much or remin- or say, hey, we are the guys now with the tag team division. Because after the match, Kenny was upset with Hangman and it looked like he was going to actually hit him with what looked like a TV tray or something like that and take out his frustrations on his tag team partner. Uh, but Kenny decides the- to say, you know what, screw it. And Hangman is still down on the mat at this point after being beat up by FTR. And Kenny just leaves Adam Page in the ring and just says bye and just leaves him there to, you know, pick himself up and pull himself back to the backstage, the area there. Uh, so, Tyler, do you think this is maybe leading into what we'll see as a singles belt between Kenny and, and Adam Page here? 100%. Absolutely. Can't wait. I hope at the next pay-per-view those two fight it out because you know that will be a good match. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to what they would have as a singles bout. I'm more excited to see uh, FTR get some championship opportunities here. I want to see them fight like uh, the um, uh, what's it called, Phoenix and uh, Penta. There, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I want to see them fight the Young Bucks. I want to see them fight Jurassic Express. Like, there's so many endless matches that they could have. Uh, yep. Those tag team Thank championships you. now is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, all three of us did choose FTR for this bout, so the standings are now Tyler at five, Joe at five, and I'm still at four, trailing behind there, but it's all right. Next up, we had what I was honestly looking forward to the most here was Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho in a Mimosa Mayhem match. 
oh boy, was I excited for this one. And the, you opened up the scene there and you saw two large vats of mimosa on two sides of the ring. Uh, obviously, you can win this match by either throwing your opponent into a vat of mimosa, pinfall, or submission. Uh, Jericho came out, and as we said, this was one of the first times where AEW was able to have a small audience in attendance. And, well, they did not sound small as they were singing Jericho's theme song even after the music stopped playing. So it's cool yep. to see that Jericho's polarization still exists in the realms of wrestling. So it's awesome to see that he still is the man, uh, we should say. Uh, the bell rings, and Jericho hits an immediate code breaker on OC and then goes around, uh, and then goes ground and pound style offense on him, just delivering lefts and rights. Early on, Jericho tries to force OC into that huge vat of mimosa, and then OC tosses uh, Jericho onto the ground uh, outside of the ring and uh, tries to distance himself from the vat of mimosa because obviously if he fell in or slipped in, he could lose. Uh, Tyler, want to take us through the rest of this one? Yeah, so it was a pretty fun match. Jericho hit a mean powerbomb on OC through a table, and it, uh, he went to go pick up a baseball bat. And I honestly thought this was going to end quickly. It looked like it was almost going to be a squash where Jericho was just going to dunk him right in. Um, but OC delivered a huge super kick to Jericho, hit him with an ice bucket that, you know, they had at ringside next to the, uh, next to the mimosa pit because, of course, mimosa's on ice, best way to have them. Uh, OC delivered a huge super kick and then went into that ice bucket with Jericho put OC in the walls. OC splashes some mimosa into his face to get out of his days where a eventually was able to meet Jericho, who was climbing up the ring ropes, punch him, and deposit him into the vat of mimosa ringside. Look at it. It looks like a, an orange hot tub. <laughs> it was funny that Jericho just laid like that for a solid like five minutes. Like he just was like, like this, this is where I die. Like I'm done now. This is um, the end. Yep, that's it for Jericho. It was funny to see. Uh, to be honest, like it, it was tough with the choosing of this because Joe and I chose Jericho just because he's that dominant guy, uh, and Tyler had OC, Tyler had OC, which gave him a big lead of six to five, six for Tyler, five for Joe, and four for myself. Um, no, I'm sorry. That would be seven. Yes, yeah, seven for me. Seven, yes. Yes, okay. Seven for Tyler, five for Joe, Yes. four for Noah. Absolutely. Uh, so that was cool to see. And um, the biggest thing with this match that I laughed the most about is Orange Cassidy does like a Superman punch tile thing, like would, you, know, you would see in another product. And they call it the Orange Punch, uh, oh. which is hilarious that he did that Orange Punch to end the match against Jericho here. Uh, overall, I honestly enjoyed this match. I thought it was fun. I don't think it was as impactfully amazing and crazy as people thought it would be, but it was just a fun match nonetheless. And that led us into our main event of the evening where we saw Maxwell Jacob Friedman take on John Moxley for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought it was okay to be completely honest like it wasn't bad but it, it just didn't excite me i think the lead up was better than the execution to be honest the final third is where the match took off yeah i'll give you i'll, I'll agree with that uh mjf tried to get mox from the start uh with the go around and a headlock trying to just get the upper advantage of him maybe sneak in a few quick moves and then mjf went for a quick sucker punch and mox slapped the crap out of his chest as i coined it here in our script uh the match spilled outside of the ring as it always does and mox takes it to mjf holding him down and using uh joint manipulation on his fingers there to gain the upper advantage over mjf as i know how much tyler loves joint manipulation <laughs> uh, back into the ring and mjf 
uh, puts Mox in a cross arm breaker, obviously trying to weaken his opponent. Uh, Mox gets out of it and tries to hit a suplex on the apron. Ooh. Suplex on the apron, scary stuff. Uh, but MJF reverses it uh, into a uh, driving Mox's shoulder into the ring. It kind of looked ugly, to be honest, because they were both standing there. MJF sort of just grabbed Mox's left arm and jumped off of the apron onto the floor, just yeah. dropping Mox's shoulder into that uh, apron there. So it was kind of part of the ring, you know. It is, it is, especially for your all of your weight to be delivered onto your uh, into your shoulder, uh, slamming it into the hardest part of the ring. Not fun. Uh, outside of the ring, Mox would actually open up MJF, and there was blood pouring from MJF's beautiful face, as he would probably call it. Uh, Mox was struggling to use his arm to get the upper advantage, so he was trying to, I guess, jump all over Mom. MJF, try to keep the momentum in his favor, but he was struggling with that shoulder injury, so he wasn't able to get as much offense as, as, as he wanted to. Uh, Mox uses one of his arms actually to do a gotch-style pile driver to MJF, which is craziness that move is looks is devastating looking uh, and mjf was able to kick out at two and a half mjf was getting desperate at a certain point it resulted to biting john moxley to create distance between the two of them get out of holds and maneuvers and stuff like that um mjf actually was kind of stupid and spit in moxley's face and moxley had enough and he went for a paradigm shift as we know this is banned and if moxley did that lost the evening and the ref reminds moxley hey you can't do that um you can't use the paradigm shift uh and uh while mox was distracted mjf takes advantage and puts mox in a submission move uh, mjf would uh then go on to hit a crossroads mocking cody rhodes who he's foed with for a while and uh, moxley was able to kick out at two and then as that happened wardlow MJF's lackey would jump up onto the apron and try to assist MJF. Moxley saw that the referee was distracted telling Wardlow to go away because he's not actually a legal person in the match. And Moxley would capitalize and use the paradigm shift anyway, even though it was banned. Cheater. Because the referee was distracted. Cheater. Actually help him get the W. He was able to beat uh, MJF one two three again. I thought this match was good, and I wouldn't say it was great. Uh, I think it was a great lead up with the packages, the promos they had, contract signings, whatever else. Um, well, you know what this match did though is it set up that this rivalry is not over yet. MJF will absolutely be getting another title shot, um, and I believe in his second attempt he's going to win. This match for me showed me everyone when you think of MJF. You think of just a great Mike-skilled Mike person. This match reinstilled in me that MJF is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Mm. Okay. He absolutely held his own against a guy who won number one wrestler in the world last week. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think MJF is going to win this title next time he faces someone for it. Uh, I don't know about that, but I'll definitely give it to the guys. They had a good match. I don't think it was as of caliber as what Moxley's used to having in terms of gruesomeness and just overall, like, wow, that was crazy. Um, so we'll see who Mox faces next. I'm excited to see who is next up for him. And actually, it should be Chris yeah. Archer won the Battle Royal, so it would be cool to see what Archer can do uh, against Moxley. That'll be a good brute match there. Um but let's see if there's numbers, Mr. Cross. Yes, we'll get to there. Kyle, uh, I, Tyler will agree with you. I cannot. Oh, I love MJF. MJF is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Bar none, he's in the top three. Top? Okay. Let's, no, I'm not going. No, we're not going there. We're not going there. 
Because um, you know you'll lose, but it's fine. No, I have to that's disagree. For, that's for another day. thousand percent. No, it's for another day. You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. No, no not even close to wrong. No, uh... When you're looking at two men in the ring that would I say at the top of time. The like to John Moxley and Chris Jericho would be at the top of the roster. And you're gonna tell me MJF is, is right there after them, besides like Cody, besides Brody Lee, besides yes. Eddie Kingston, besides yes. Dustin Rhodes? Yes. Uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, move along. No, absolutely not. Well, getting into this uh, end of the part here, actually, uh, Joe, if you'd like to pop back on, please, my friend, we'll go over the closing results. Oh, look, you're right there. <laughs> Tyler's right, you know. You got to let go. It's okay to be wrong, Noah. No, Joe, don't even don't even try it with this MJF thing. Because next up, you know, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come with information next week. And you know I'm what I'm share... coming with? MJF's gonna have the title Wednesday night because no. he got screwed in the contract, and Tony Khan's gonna realize. Wow, I have been screwing this guy. Moxley, you broke the rules. You breached contract. And new champion, MJF. Not a chance. Yeah, but bring on, bring on the most important. Anywho, yeah, the most important, the most important part of the night. If you uh, if you like Clover Clasts and you love podcasts, no, um, <laughs> I won't dare you. I won't do that to you. Uh, so let's see here. Joe and myself had Moxley. Uh, and Tyler had MJF, but he had the lead before uh, with a two-point. Oh, it didn't matter. So Tyler had seven on the night, and Joe and I each ended the night with six, giving Tyler the win, just getting the win, I may I add. Just. Yes, yes, yes. You got to have a good start. Good about that win. Why not? Thank you. You beat me by one. One match. He doesn't even watch the show. And? And? And I probably could have had seven had I Wait, not chimed why am, in. why am I the one who should feel bad? You tied with Noah, who's been watching wrestling longer than I have. I should feel great because I won. A win's a win. And as Noah's going to find out when the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series this year, it don't matter how you win. You just got to win. No. But what I'm saying is, though, Joe doesn't even watch weekly wrestling. And what does that say about you? It's, oh, I, I made heart picks. I said I made heart picks. You did pick. make heart picks. To be I said Britt Baker was a heart pick. I said What's your point? Britt Baker was a heart wasn't going to win. We just did it for funsies. We did it because it was like, eh, I'm going to pick Britt Baker because I've always Perfect. backed her. And I'm Listen, if, if Noah won, this wouldn't have been just for funsies. Noah, Noah would be on here with a custom-made belt, holding it above his head, cheering himself on. I'm going to write this down so after the next one, if you're right, then I'll know you're right, Tyler. And then yeah, we'll oh, yeah. a bit more about Noah than maybe what we thought. <laughs> his, his, the narrative changes based on what's happening. Oh, but Noah, I can't say I'm not unlike that. So I can I can kind of get behind it. You know him in the next one. You're like, oh, my God, this is all that matters. <laughs> I got to stay in character. So I got to stay in character. Um, but, yes. Yeah, so I'm Tyler... the heel. I'm the heel. You stick to your faceness, all right, Mr. Tyler. Host? Congratulations on your win. Oh, your first thank show. you. Joe, congratulations. What I would say was a successful evening for you. I mean, you know, you, Joe had a lot of picks here, ladies and gentlemen, that were, as you saw last week, he was like, hey, I'll go with this person, like his Lance Archer pick, which is kind of like, let's see what happens. And so he was, I love how he was so ready with it. I love how he was so ready with it. Like, he was, <laughs> I was like, I am taking this one to the bank. 
Um, that felt good. It really did. All yeah, right. Good stuff. I'll be back for the next pay-per-view, boys. Thank you, Joe. Right, sure. we'll see you then. We'll see you then, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yes, Tyler. Hey, congratulations. You know, everyone oh, knows. Thank you. We're, we're friends here first, but we'll obviously get under, underneath each other's skin whenever we need to, because uh, that's what friends are for. You know, what are they for? You know it. Yeah. What are they for? Uh, so with that being said, yes, there you go. Tyler had the first show. There you go. And the second, and the next one, and we'll, the next one. We will and get the next there. One. The next show is actually AEW Full Gear. Looking forward to that. Should be an exciting night. Uh, Dynamite this Wednesday. Watch that. We'll be right back here to cover all of it on next week's episode of Cross and Wrestling Entertainment. And if you love podcasts, make sure to visit CrowverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. 26 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, which you will, start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. CloverCrestMedia.com is the website to check out, and make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit CloverCrestMedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcasts, as well as blogs and videos and latest information. With that being said, we well, hope- Noah, before we go, one quick, one quick plug here. Um, I, we forgot to mention this before we ended the show. Um, on the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show this Tuesday. It's another podcast that I appear on. Joe appears on from time to time. Noah's on from time to time as well, hosted by Ovi Muniz and Hector Vazquez, along with Frank Cuesta. Uh, we will have a special guest appearance from the only, one and only, WWF Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer and legend, Tito Santana. What an incredible guest we are going to be having uh, appear with us on the hard hit and wrestling show. Uh, I believe we're still going to be talking about the tag team turmoil bracket. Um, so please join us for that episode. We are still talking about eighties tag teams and how fitting when we're talking about eighties wrestling than to have Mr. Tito himself. So exciting news. Um, and Noah, sorry to interrupt, but we couldn't just let that go by the wayside. No, absolutely not. So everyone listening, and if you're listening in the future, check out the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show. You can see that cool interview in the bracket that they are currently going through. Uh, you might have seen me pop onto there to defend Under the Giant earlier. Thank uh, God the Colossal Express the didn't get any of it further than they did. Thank God. So, uh, yeah, check out the HHW show hosted by Ovi Muniz. Uh, it'll definitely be a good show to see the interview with Tito Santana. We thank you so much for joining us for Cross Wrestling Entertainment. We hope you enjoyed this show. We hope you enjoyed All Out. We will see you next week right back here, same channel, same time, on Cross Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.